0: Hey and welcome back to GameZock, I'm your host Evan and me on today I'm joined by Connor. Hey guys. And Mike. Hello. And it is that wonderful time of the year again, E3 2021 is upon us. A little weird this year, you know, like E3 has a lot, I think E3 has lost a lot of like the hype and the... The clout associated with the event over the years to where like this one's a completely virtual event obviously because of covid. I believe last year it didn't even happen, right? No, it, it didn't got, happen at all last year. Ca- Cancelled outright. So this is a sort of return for E3 uh digital event. Most of the big players will be there. I say most because I think Sony's continuing their new trend of just not paying attention to E3 and doing their own mm-hmm. events. But I expect to hear something from Sony regardless, even if, they're not, if they are not—they don't have an official presence at E3. I
1: forget, so, is Nintendo quote-unquote at E3? I think or are they Nintendo just doing- is at E3
0: this year. Okay. I think that they're scheduled to like have an event. But it's just going to um, be a direct, right? Like, Yeah, it's always just a direct. But, you know, like, as always, you know, before E3, we like to go through and make some juicy predictions and then see if those come true. I think this year, especially, you know, like... It's different because there is no Bethesda show now, right? It's like looped into the Microsoft show. It's going to be a Bethesda because Microsoft bought Bethesda, right? So yeah, that's I think that's essentially the two full-length conferences being smashed into one now. Well, Bethesda's conference has always felt a little. I felt like the first they year they added. did it, the first year they did it, it was justified, but every year after that, it was just like you don't have really. I feel like they didn't yeah, have I mean, to say. It's been ten years since Skyrim came out. They're not
1: working on a Fallout game. Are they gonna talk Starfield? Maybe they have like, to definitely they, they have,
0: have to. to. If Starfield doesn't show up at E3, it's just like what's the point? <laughs> like, it's 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 time for Starfield. Although, uh, I will point out that reputable uh, games journalists, including Jason Schreier, uh, have all said that Starfield is quote farther away than we all think, which is. Quite disappointing, but I That's I do difficult
1: I, to believe because I I don't think it's anywhere close to coming out. I was thinking two or three years minimum. Okay,
0: so no, your 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 head's in the right space. I think a lot of people were thinking maybe this year. Oh uh, no, which They've yeah shown I don't, no footage. They're not going to yeah, release
2: it this year. It's, it's it's Bethesda though. Bethesda's been known to only like announce a game
0: the year it comes out. Bethesda is pretty good about that, but. <laughs> Now that they're part of Microsoft, I can see them showing Starfield this year for a maybe fall 2022 release date. Like, I could yeah. definitely see that happening. The biggest Microsoft game, I'm guessing at E3, has to be Halo Infinite, right? Like, oh yeah, hopefully. It has to be. Halo yeah. Infinite is is still on track for this year, and I feel like it has to, absolutely has to hit this year. Halo Infinite subtitle, we fixed it. Like, yeah, no, hopefully this will be a sort of redemption showing for uh, 343 and Halo Infinite, right? Like, everyone remembers, I think it was E3, gosh, 20, two 2018, years. right? Because, no, 2020, no, sorry, no, 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 no. 2019. 2019, yes, there we go. Because 2020, everything was nuked because of COVID. 2019 and the advent of Craig and, like all the memes oh, that
1: that long ago
0: yeah yeah time doesn't really make sense anymore like i'm remembering it like it was just a month ago but yeah. apparently not no we we
1: did just kind of miss a year yeah
0: yeah um but yeah no i think i think microsoft did the smart thing obviously delaying it, it clearly wasn't ready would have been disastrous if that game had come out like in 20, 2019 when it was planned well now that I say it out loud, it doesn't right. No, it sound was planned right. for 2020, I think. Yeah. Early 2020, and they delayed. Right, it. right. Twenty twenty is oh, when wait. the Series X came out. Yeah, it was 2020. So was there okay, E yeah. three last year? <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay. I don't think it was no. E3. I think it was just like a January thing that they,
1: No that <clears> Halo Infinite Halo Infinite's trailer was released uh
2: later in the year, I think. It was like in the summer. Yeah, I don't think it was an E3 thing. Yeah, it was not there was no E3.
1: It was just a thing Yeah, Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of the companies still did announcements last year. They just didn't do an E3. Yeah,
2: okay, I think yeah, Target I is think... Sort of Starfield, because looking at the graphic, that planet looks awfully familiar.
0: So yeah, that tracks. Okay, no E3 last year, but they did unveil Halo Infinite last year with the tentative target of releasing later that year. Okay. My head is straight now. Um, but yes, I do think Halo Infinite gets shown here and it looks a lot better, obviously. Looks way more impressive. And I think you know Starfield gets shown too, but there's no release date attached to it. I think yet. we get a
1: cinematic look at
0: Starfield. I don't think we see any gameplay. Dude, you know, like this is just—it's just crazy to think about that. Like, that's how much further away Elder Scrolls Six is. You know, like yeah, there, not there's some been speculation. The game before Elder yeah. Scrolls Six yet? You know,
1: there's speculation that um. Like people are people don't think Microsoft is gonna let them sit on Elder Scrolls as long as they want to. I mean it's been ten
0: years. That's a that's an interesting thought, I think, because obviously Elder Scrolls is a console seller. Elder Scrolls is a huge, huge big oh, it deal.
1: Prints money. Yeah.
0: I mean I didn't like I, I say that I
1: didn't like Skyrim that much, but if I look at my Steam I have like eighty hours in it, and that's like that's not liking it that much.
0: Yeah, right? and, I, and I mean, I I don't know about your opinions back then, but not liking Skyrim in 2021 was is a lot different from not liking Skyrim in 2011, right? Yeah. So, like, back when it came out, Skyrim was was a huge deal, and I I believe Elder Scrolls 6 will be the same. Now, it does bear mentioning, you know, like the latest Bethesda releases haven't been too hot, right? Like Fallout 76 and Fallout 4 come to mind. Yeah. But, you know, I I do feel like a lot of care and special sauce gets put into their Elder Scrolls games, right? Like, I think those those are... Uh, that's, like, the, the crown jewel of Bethesda. So also, I like, the stuff that bothers much. people about Fallout,
1: I don't think they can do it to Skyrim... Like, to, to an Elder Scrolls game as much. Like, they're not gonna do, like, a stupid, like... You have to go find your kid quest in an Elder Scrolls game. Like, it just wouldn't make
0: any sense. Now, another thing bears mentioning, right? Like, we as, you know, gaming gamers, I hate using the word gamers, but that's epic you know, gamers. That's what actually. we are. Uh, the video game playing population in 2011 was a lot more tolerating of the Bethesda bugs, right? You know, like, so Skyrim basically didn't even work on PS3, right? I, I disagree. I think people are
1: equally tolerant now. Uh, it's just the people that are not tolerant of it are more vocal. Like Yeah. That could be or, or at least like there's the same amount of people that are tolerant of it because gaming is way bigger now than it was in twenty eleven.
0: I mean, I just look at what happened to C D Project Red and Cyberpunk, and I could see a similar thing happening to Cyberpunk
1: Beth- is way worse than Skyrim ever was, though. Skyrim yeah, was Sky- always playable. Skyrim was playable.
2: Their only bug on PS3 that Skyrim had. And was eventually fixed was if your save file got over eight megabytes, which was super easy, you'd start having frame losses and like
1: I believe white round in places. And and they don't have to worry about it this time because the uh, Elder Scrolls Six isn't even going to release on the PS Five.
0: That's true. Yeah. Maybe. So no, it's it's definitely not. Like I would be shocked if uh, if Microsoft went multi platform with any of their games. Nah, it's going to it's going to be a PC and be. Xbox game. Yeah
2: now starfield starfield i could see not releasing on the
1: playstation but i i i actually that's that's okay so i like to do kind of crazy uh crazy picks for e3 and my my e3 prediction is that they are they're gonna name drop elder Scrolls 6 again because they, they've already done that once and they're gonna say that it will be an xbox exclusive
0: is that really a crazy prediction uh, the You're fact like that they're going to
1: talk about it at
0: all, yeah, I think it is because it's just going to be bad publicity. Uh. uh, I mean, now that Bethesda's under Microsoft's wing, I could definitely see be, see them being like, "Hey, you have to say Elder Scrolls Six at least once during your talk." Yeah, because you know, like, that'll
1: that'll sell that'll sell Series X's.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, Bethesda for all their strengths, now that they're under Microsoft, Microsoft kind of knows how to market things better than them, right? So, yeah. um, although I yeah. think. Microsoft hasn't been like
2: huge on selling consoles recently. In the last couple of years, they've been kind of more focusing on their Game
0: Pass. Yeah, I mean that's Microsoft's all about Game Pass now. And you know, I I do think, you know, Starfield will be a huge title for Game Pass and eventually Elder Scrolls 6 will be as well. And and speaking of Game Pass, you know, Microsoft has so many studios now. It'd be interesting to think to see if we'd see anything else you know obviously we we've been talking about Bethesda at E3 but Microsoft has a bunch of other studios too um, i don't know if we'll see anything uh, we 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 did talk about e, uh, 343 i don't think hellblade is anywhere close to being ready so i doubt we get to see that
1: How i also do you know?
0: did, like why why i mean we haven't heard anything from well we haven't had an E3 <laughs> well that's true but i feel like
1: we've heard something by now I don't know. The first one didn't take that long to develop. I don't think. I I think it's likely we'll hear about it. Could maybe be. not get a release
0: date. I think the most likely thing is we hear about Forza, and we hear about maybe something uh, that the Coalition is doing. You know, Gear Studio. Yeah. I do think. Uh, I I know that Rare's games are, or rather, their game, Avowed? The well, no, that's not it. Their their new like fantasy game that Rare is making is very very far away mm-hmm it's like i think when they showed it last it wasn't even like that wasn't even like a trailer of like in-game not even in-game stuff but it was just like a conceptual trailer so like it might not even exist in any I bet we get a reasonable capacity yeah, yeah i could see a big see if these update and of of course minecraft i could see a big minecraft thing oh yeah they might give happening. us the caves and cliffs uh off date. the
2: wall prediction again banjo
0: nah you I mean, if you keep saying year. it, eventually it'll
2: I happen. I know. Eventually it'll happen.
0: But who, Okay, so here's the question. Who's going to make Banjo, though? Because it's not going to be rare. It's going to be
2: Bethesda Banjo. Mm.
0: We're
2: going to have okay. a Banjo epic RPG.
1: Honestly, right. actually with Microsoft, um, I could see them letting an indie studio do a Banjo game.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, Yeah, they, they would give it to an indie studio and then pump them full of money uh, yeah. <laughs> to make it... Uh, you know. Although
2: I think Rare owns the IP. Not Microsoft, but Oh yeah, and Microsoft Microsoft Well, Microsoft own owns Rare. Yeah, I think Microsoft so owns it. Rare now. So oh, I, well then,
1: yeah, so it's a non issue. Because like that's becoming more and more of a thing lately as like companies being willing to like loosen the uh loosen the reins on an IP yeah. a little bit and let an indie so. take a swing. Like, I mean I, the fact I, that Nintendo let an indie Zelda game get made is yeah. just insane. Like, I I still
0: like I
1: see Even that on my Switch every like once in a while. An
0: actual, like, it's not a traditional Zelda game, right? But it's it has the word it, Zelda in it, right? Well, it, it has dungeons. It has an overworld
1: that you explore. I mean, it's not a, a straight-up traditional Zelda game, but I don't think this would be a straight-up traditional Banjo-Kazooie game either.
0: Yeah, and and just to get back to Rare for a second, I really don't think they're interested in banjo kazooie anymore. Because like Rare back in the day, when, back when they made Banjo, was a very different company, right? Like most of the staff that made Banjo split off and made Playtonic, right? Yeah, uh, and did a for real, ukulele.
1: Yeah,
0: which you know, and then followed it up with an X I don't want to dunk on Playtonic, right. uh, yeah. Um, but which, yeah, like, I I don't think Rare is interested in it anymore. They're far more interested in their uh, you know service games like sea of thieves and i'm assuming their their new fantasy game will be like that too
2: i'm so sick i i am i'm putting it on my bingo list and probably my binge drinking list uh anytime a live service game is announced or an update for a live service game is announced yeah that's a shot yeah that's fair that, that's a shot there's if you want to die yeah if you want to. so die.
0: speaking of live service games like uh i i mean ubisoft will be here too right like and i when when we say live service games i think of ubisoft that's kind of their their bread and butter i think and they even said i think they said in one of their latest like conferences that they're going to be focusing more on live service games going forward i think we brought that up on the show I'm if so they even say services.
1: rayman's name you have to drink an entire bottle <laughs> yeah
0: yeah rayman's not showing up unfortunately <sighs> i miss him so much I highly highly i i, I, I feel am... like rayman's just gone for the foreseeable future He's not gone gone. They still make mobile games, but they're not going to talk about that
1: at E3. Yeah. I am and- so ready for the next live service game announcement.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to touch it. I hate live service games. It's so obnoxious.
0: But you play, uh, don't you play uh, Warframe? Gosh. Warframe, yeah.
2: The thing is, Warframe's free.
0: <laughs> yeah, so but most, most live service, service games.
2: games are too. None of the Ubisoft ones. I, I, I don't even play that much Warframe anymore. I like, go back into it occasionally, but mm. the thing about like live service games, especially when they launch, is that you get maybe 30-40 maybe hours of gameplay, then you got to wait a year for more content to come out. That's
1: not a... I mean, for $60, that's a fair amount of gameplay, assuming it's, it's all good.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a separate discussion, but my main issue is that like m- most of the live service games I've tried, at launch at least, are like a shell of what they should be. Yeah. Right? And then the content eventually comes, but like it's it's more like they're selling a promise rather than yeah. Game. I'm not
2: I'm not keen on a promise. I don't want to. I wait mean, I, yeah. I always years just wait for a game to be good, and I then, just then just wait two until they're years good. in, yeah. And then
1: two years in, you have to play catch up for two years of content. Actually, my strategy's always been uh, wait until they finish the game, and then they typically release the first part for free. I play that. I realize I didn't like it to begin with, and I never play the actual game. <laughs> That's been yeah. my strategy for, like, all of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: I don't want to get too deep into it, but... Yeah, it's
1: not an E3 what are the... My 3 prediction is that Mike is disappointed when they announce a bunch of live service games. Yeah, no, I'll
2: also be disappointed when they announce another looter shooter.
0: Do we think yep. uh, Ubisoft announces new Assassin's Creed this year, or are they taking this year off, you think? I think this is your nah, year Nah, they're going
1: to show an Assassin's Creed, I think. Oh, you oh, both
0: said different things, okay.
1: This is your year, year off, isn't it?
0: what valhalla came out last year
1: uh valhalla came out last year yeah. oh yeah probably is well they'll probably talk about what the next one's going to be though it's just not going to come out this year we're going to get a battlefield reveal that's 100% well that's ea that, that's
0: that's ea right yeah so yeah i mean ea
1: will be here too certainly yeah i mean ea destroyed battlefield 5 so they need to pinch off another one they need to do a good one
0: i mean i don't know i think uh this one's got a lot of hype behind it right they're saying once again it'll it'll kill call of duty it Whether will. that's true we'll see but <laughs> i
2: mean if it's in a modern era maybe
0: yeah i i think uh, speaking of call of duty you know Activision's going to be there too <laughs> i wonder if we'll finally get uh the reveal of the destined to fail call of duty for 2021 oh my, oh my god is activision really going to roll up and only talk about call of duty that's all they have, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of what they're focusing on, right? But I'm sure Blizzard has their own Blizzard, things going on. No, Blizzard right. doesn't announce things till BlizzCon. Overwatch in November. Two. Yeah, no,
1: Overwatch 2's had a lot of announcements lately, though. They'll probably talk Overwatch. I, I don't think Blizzard's ever appeared in E3, though. They usually save all their announcements for BlizzCon. Yeah, but yeah. Activision's going to be desperate. I mean, all they have, they've literally nuked
0: everything they have in the pipeline thing unfortunately activision is big enough to where like they really don't need to care about e3 right like they can like like mike said blizzard blizzard can hold their own event and like i mean activision could put out a call of duty trailer tomorrow and it'll have like a hundred million views in a month you know like it doesn't really matter for them it doesn't look like
2: activision's actually having a uh a conference really okay
0: so maybe they're not there then
2: this year yeah yeah, TenoCon 2021 is July 17th, so Warframe is going to have their announcements that month. I
0: see. Okay, it's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I mean, watched. okay, so Ubisoft, EA, Microsoft uh, are all going to be present in some capacity, I imagine. Microsoft uh, Square, by the way. Microsoft is June 13th uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, so that's kind of exciting. We'll be sure to check that Square's out. Square going to appear.
1: Uh, Square's gonna show the new Final Fantasy, probably the PS5 exclusive one.
2: There's 16. gonna be Final Fantasy 16. They're gonna share. They're probably gonna share
1: parts of the the remake. The I think we're remake. gonna see Dragon Quest 12, because uh, it's been a pretty long time since 11. So came out. there's a special
0: yeah. Dragon Quest event tomorrow or today actually. Oh, how uh, did I don't know that. It's at 8:30 p.m uh PT so 11:30 at night I guess Image Image will like this one Bandai Namco
2: is coming in to E3 this year Why would uh, I like it Is that my Elden be, Ring
0: uh... Oh wow I totally missed the connection Yeah <laughs> I'm not totally yeah it. <laughs> Yeah I'm not I don't think we're seeing Elden Ring this year unfortunately Me neither which just begs the question. Why did you reveal it at the Game Awards? Like in, what was it, 2019? Something crazy like that? Well, I didn't yeah. know COVID was going to happen, for one thing. That's true. You know? That's very true. Yeah. COVID I has hurt a lot of these.
2: Oh, take two. Take two might announce a new ro- uh, new uh, GTA. Not a GTA. Not a
0: chance. GTA 6 is going to get doesn't announced. Take doesn't take two? Take uh, two, uh, Rockstar is so big. Like they scoff at something as tiny as E3, right? Like, they will have their own event once GTA 6 is a the thing. There's not a chance they reveal it at E3. You'd be surprised. I I'm, I'm, I'm willing Space to bet program on
1: that.
0: Now, the, Kerbal, yeah, I could see Kerbal being present. Because
1: I think they're they're trying to, like... Like, Kerbal Space Program's a pretty niche game, but Take-Two wants to make it not that, you know? So I, I can see them... Yeah. Like, I've, I've seen some of the, like onboarding stuff that they're making to make the game a little easier for newcomers and i i seriously think that they could show a trailer and maybe announce a release date at e3 a release date would be extremely optimistic because it did just get pushed back to 2022 recently but Mm.
2: gearbox is making an appearance and i bet it's just gonna be randy pitchford up there (laughs) literally just talking (laughs) talking out his ass for three hours yeah Oh, I this think. is the next the next Borderlands game. I hope you're ready. I know
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of not I'm, good. I'm over. I'm over Borderlands. They need to do something more interesting, in my I'm opinion. Over
2: Randy Pitchford. <laughs> I'm, I've been over Randy Pitchford. He's <laughs> he takes things that everyone loves and just ruins them.
1: Didn't he get caught with child porn or something too?
0: I think maybe. Yeah.
1: Why, Why is he still, I don't know around. How he's still around?
0: Why is he still giving conferences then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, a he, left a, he
2: left a USB drive, allegedly, containing sensitive gearbox information and child pornography at a restaurant in 2014. Jeez. Yeah, he's a bad dude, and he shouldn't be allowed to be outside of prison, let alone. <laughs> no, Pitchford clarified that the film on the USB drive was not child porn and stated that he had saved the pornography for the purpose of studying a sexual act performed by the female actress that he claimed to be similar to a magic trick. What? Okay. What does that mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, who knows. That's uh anyway, um I'm not going to watch that one probably. I don't really care about Randy Pitchford. Yeah, I don't care about Randy
0: Pitchford. Yeah, I mean like I think the big ones are for me at least Xbox and Nintendo. Yeah, no, I want to I want to talk about Nintendo cuz I... uh yeah, yeah, so what do you think? Nintendo is actually potentially the most interesting one to me here, because I think they're the biggest wild card right now. So
1: we're going to see Pokemon Arceus. We're going to see another trailer for that. It's not going to look any better, and <laughs> the fans are going to turn on them. Because yeah. they announced that release date, which is way too soon for them to make that game functional. Um, yeah, they're also I mean, going like- to act like they're saying the release date for the first time, even though they have announced it already, because Nintendo does that all the time for some
0: reason. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, I think we're going to get footage of Breath of the Wild 2.
0: That's kind of what I was thinking about, right? Like, that's the most interesting thing for me. Like, if we finally see Breath of the Wild 2 and potentially get a release date. Because I still think it's possible for this year. Do you think they announced the Switch Pro at E3? Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Like, uh, I feel like it's more Nintendo for them to do it, like, in an event, right? Like, because Nintendo Switch, like, got its own event, right? Yeah. But but yeah, yeah who knows? Like, I, I, I feel like anything goes here. Um, the I do only think one I'm ready gonna... to hang my hat on is I think that Hollow Knight Silk
1: Song will be shown at Nintendo's E3.
0: It won't be. Uh, the devs already came out and said they won't be at E3. So. Oh, really? So, that, yeah. so did that game just get canceled then because it's been four years? Like, well, not canceled, but definitely probably not happening this year, which is unfortunate. I mean, Hollow Knight 1 didn't take <laughs> this long to make. Well, I don't know. Whatever Team Cherry is doing, though, like I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure it'll be very good. So we
2: we also Maybe. have Xseed and Marvelous appearing. What that they're just gonna announce like some, some localization of some weird obscure Japanese game. Uh, I bet we hear about
1: Metroid Prime Four.
0: Uh, again, yeah, I, I I have to. I bet put we hear without, about doubt on that. I don't think we'll get gameplay. I bet it's mentioned though. Apparently, the development of that game is very tumultuous. Timultu- tumultuous. Well, yeah, they started over once already. Yeah. No, I, w- I was going to say, what I do think will happen for sure is another fighter for Smash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's how they get
1: you to watch.
0: Yeah. I mean, and they'll do their thing where they sneak it in somewhere, unsuspecting. How many more, how many more do they owe us? There's, there's two? There's two left. And Sakurai, I actually, another owe. interview came out today where Sakurai again reiterated that, like, once these two come out, development of Ultimate is complete. So he's pretty set on this being it I'll, for ultimate i'll believe it when i see it yeah which i, I, think yeah, I mean i know i i, I hope Didn't they announced both fighters in 2018 or 2019 rather i think they did but i was just gonna say i think i hope for his sake that this is the last right so he yeah. that man it's a vacation that man needs to take a break yeah uh, he's been worked to the bone i but think i still, he, I still I think really he wish it, they
1: though. would do an echo fighters pass i
0: uh, I mean I can't see the hype really getting there for that though, you know? Like I don't know. It'd be less hype for sure, but I mean if it's cheaper, maybe, you know, like I don't
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I wouldn't pay the same price for Echo Fighters, but that's like the
0: whole point. Yeah. No, I I, I actually am inclined to believe, Sakurai here. I do think that Smash Ultimate will be finished once uh, these two fighters come out. Now the question becomes like well, what's next for Smash, right? Like, I think, obviously... Probably like nothing, for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think whatever the next one is will probably come out on the next Switch, or ne- next console, probably not even the next Switch. But the yeah, counter argument wild. to that is that Smash Ultimate sales have been ridiculous, right? Like, dwarfing every other Smash game in the series. So, Nintendo might be looking at that and being like, hey, we, we could do something with this. So, I hope not. Yeah, we'll see. Although, you know, like, like, Mario Kart 8 has the best sales of everything, and not not a whisper of a new oh, Mario Kart. It's like, I got a so. prediction for Square.
2: What is it? I'm predicting they might announce a new Deus Ex game. Really? Yes, it's been long enough since Mankind divided, and I think there's enough oh,
0: thrum. Didn't in the Mankind community. Divided sell poorly?
2: Uh, it's sold okay, I think. Now, yeah, that, now that, now that's now that, Crystal Dynamics, and uh,
0: is that a Square game?
2: It is. Did not know that. Okay.
1: Yeah, Chris, yeah. Square publishes a bunch same. of weird stuff. Didn't they publish the new Tomb Raiders? Yes. Yeah. That now, is,
2: that that I, now that I now that is uh, finally free of the Avengers Pit. Oh my God. Um, they might actually be working on a day of game.
0: I'm sure we'll see Avengers at E3 as well you think so in some attempt to salvage what's there oh yeah i don't think so i I I think they're gonna let that ship sink i i don't know i think at this point at least they're still like in the anthem phase where they're trying to inject life into it they're delusional they're still in denial i i think so because like i i don't know from their perspective they're like okay this is avengers like if we just do it right people will show up but i don't know man that's true they they, they didn't have to do much it took yeah, day day very little extremely well yeah so yeah i do expect to see avengers there not that i really care <laughs> but, I, uh, I
2: i'm really expecting a day game because i'm looking at sales cool. figures and mankind divided it actually sold extremely well really? oh okay i didn't know yeah. that yeah it was cited in their 2016 financial report along with final fantasy 15 as factors in their net profit increase so i mean it
1: made the money yeah uh oh this is um this is an e3 related is sega coming to e3 did they do yes. that yes i think they're co- yeah because it's sonic's 30th anniversary and uh there's actually a big
0: there's an show, event tomorrow as well right?
1: yeah a big show tomorrow the 27th of may because uh, we're recording this
0: long Just before incidentally we... there are so many things happening tomorrow the 27th of may we're getting like that sonic announcement Dying getting, Light
2: Two and Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, Horizon
0: Forbidden West, which personally I'm most excited about. That. I'm gonna love I'm embarrassed. We get Far Cry Six. Sonic. I know you are. <laughs> we we all know the kind of degenerate you are,
1: Connor. <laughs> I don't even consider myself a Sonic fan, but like I keep letting him burn. Like I haven't played most of the games. If they announce Adventure Three, I'll get excited. I don't think. I think at best you'll get an Adventure remake. Yeah. And I, I my my actual my theory that what's going to get announced tomorrow is they're going to announce a remake of Sonic Adventure and it's not going to sell well enough that we get a remake of Adventure 2 because nobody likes Adventure. Maybe
0: mm, I, I don't know, maybe man, they'll
1: like, do, maybe they'll pull a Mass Effect and just remaster both of them. If they do that, I think we'll actually maybe get an Adventure 3 like I think that they would sell insanely well because both of those games fit together. Why not just when's, do them both?
0: When's the last time we got a 3D Sonic?
1: forces right forces yes yeah. okay. it was forces and mania came out within a couple months of each other when was, was the last was, time we got 2019? a sonic i think it was 20 yeah no it was 2018.
0: 2018 2018 okay so i feel like we're due so
1: actually no it was 5 years ago that they announced it at least um because it was the 25th anniversary that we got um yeah, we got Sonic Forces and Sonic Mania for the twenty
0: fifth anniversary, so it's been five years. Okay, so it came out in twenty seventeen. I just 2017. looked it up. Jesus. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah, because I remember lo- we were still I'm recording any, together. I'm losing any sense of time. I really am. Yeah,
2: we were we were podcasting back then, weren't we?
1: Yeah, no, we were uh we That's, were yeah. recording in the uh in the studio at WVU. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Man, how we've grown. So I remember <laughs> talking about Sonic Forces and how I was cautiously optimistic. God. <laughs>
0: Dude, you do this to yourself every review. time.
1: No, I actually defended it because they did release, and I'll, I'll still sit here and I'll defend Sonic Forces because they they did release that game for $40. Dude, I don't think I'd pay $20 for Sonic Forces. Me neither, but the fact that they knew that it wasn't worth $60, I respect them for Because <laughs> I think I you could beat that game in about two hours. I remember when Dude, it came I, out, people were beating it. To be it fair, and,
0: uh, I think it was free one month on PlayStation. I did give it a shot, and I just could not.
1: Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have bothered.
0: Sonic Mania is incredible, though. That game. Oh
2: yeah, Sonic is a Mania is one of the best. According to Sega, though, Sonic 4 Sonic sold games. well. I think I figured. I figured Sega out. So Sega will make a 3D Sonic game on like a shoestring budget, and then when it sells three copies, they could just say, "Yep, it sold well. Let's make another 3D Sonic game."
0: Yeah, <laughs> dude. Look. I honestly, I don't. I don't get it. I. I do think. The Sonic games sell relatively well, even like the terrible ones, because, like Sonic I mean, appeals to a dedicated to kids. fan base it has a dedicated fan base, and Sonic does appeal to kids, like for sure,
2: yeah, there's always that but, one person who's just gonna buy a Sonic I mean, Sonic fans uh, are almost as bad as Disney
0: games. adults,
1: like they're ravenous,
0: yeah, and i I don't know, maybe if they were a little more selective, we could motivate Sega to make a good game, but that's not gonna happen. yeah, so Sega we we were originally talking about Nintendo. Um I hope we see Breath of the Wild too. I hope we see a new switch, but yeah, Nintendo's sort of a wild card, and I think actually here's <laughs> here's what I'm gonna say that I think will happen because because there's precedent for
1: this. They're gonna show the Switch pro and it's gonna have footage of what you at first think is Breath of the Wild playing on it. But you're gonna like people are gonna be dissecting the footage and realize that it's areas that aren't in Breath of the Wild One, and it's actually Breath of the Wild Two footage that they give us. But they're not gonna actually make a big deal out of it.
0: Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, that's that's a bold prediction. But they I did that think, with Mario Odyssey. I think that when they announce Zelda, it's going to be very loud and bombastic. Well, they've already announced it. Well, when they show it. You know? Yeah, I hope so.
1: I I would love another trailer. Even a cinematic one, dude. That that
0: that cinematic Breath of the Wild trailer is one of the best video game trailers ever made. Oh, it's one of the hypest. Yeah, yeah it's like, so good. It's so it's so I much think, better than the actual story in the game. You if know? I remember right, it capped off a pretty uninteresting direct
1: too, and then like, because I think did they announce Byleth in the same direct that they did a uh, what? That they did? I remember not liking the direct that um. The Breath of the Wild 2 got announced in until the Breath of the Wild 2 2? announcement.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I announced Byleth. I think. Maybe. Yeah.
1: But anyway, I remember thinking that, like, that saved it. Like, that, that
0: several minute clip made it worth the hour or whatever I'd spent
1: watching. Yeah. Yeah, I'd
0: watch hours of garbage if we, if it meant we saw Zelda at the end of it. Are you kidding me? Like. Oh, yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a safeish bet for Nintendo. I do think they'll surprise us with something no one sees coming. I do think Nintendo has that, and right it's going to be a Donkey Kong game made by the Super, Super Mario, Odyssey, Mario Odyssey
1: team. Yeah, yep. that's that's kind of neat. I, I bet they announced that at E3, and I'm excited for it. You know, I, I don't I, think. I, sorry, go ahead. I think a 3D Donkey Kong could be good. It's
0: going to be I, 2D. Oh, it's going to be 2D. Yes. Where have we heard that? The developers in the same story that confirmed that the Odyssey developers were making it, it was confirmed to be a 2D game. Those were rumors. Those weren't. They didn't confirm anything.
1: Uh, I mean, it's basically. And also, basically the, I, I mean, the, what I read was that different sources were reporting that it was 3D versus 2D. There was no consensus.
0: I would be all for a 3D game made by. Yeah, the, I, I think the they were Odyssey only saying team? it was 2D because it's Donkey Kong and Donkey.
2: Oh, Kong okay. The Breath of the Wild 2 trailer came out in 2019, so it was all there with Banjo and uh, oh, that must have been just Hero. a really good direct then. Yeah, that was, got, a was a fantastic direct. Fantastic direct. We just mentioned three.
0: I w- <coughs> really quick, uh, I Link's Awakening Remaster. Just remembered something pretty relevant. Really quick, back to Square Enix. There's supposedly a huge leak brewing for Square Enix, and one of the confirmed games out of that leak. Was a Souls-like Final Fantasy game. Well, so it's it like I a don't fi- like that. Final a Fantasy idea. action RPG. So, I don't know. Like, I could get into it if it's good. Like, if it's a, like a Neo-type game. Like, I love Neo. No, uh, my problem with that is the Final Fantasy has drifted
1: into a, like... A Souls-like has to have a dark setting for me.
0: Yeah, so souls like is a very b- broad term. Right? Yeah. So if I think if they're Souls-like, saying it's a
1: final fan if it's a final fantasy action rpg with dodge rolling, that could be good.
0: So calling Souls-like that a souls like is I don't know, extremely stupid. Souls like doesn't imply the atmosphere to me personally at least because like I think Jedi Fallen Order is a souls like. Like the in- inspirations are clearly there but it's not I, like a dark. I just hate either. the term souls like because Dark
1: Souls was not the first game or Demon Souls even to be like it's just a
0: 3D action game with a dodge roll. Like Well, I think it's more of just the exploratory nature of it with the boss fights and everything taken together, packaged into one term, which is I guess. Play, yeah. whether it's you know, whether it's appropriate or not. But anyway, yeah. if that's
1: what it is, I, I could be down, but I don't Final Fantasy has always kind of flubbed the uh like they, they tried to do it a bit in Final Fantasy 15. They tried to do a darker atmosphere, and it just it worked okay for a short amount of time, but I think if they had tried to do a whole game like that it would have been not great.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's there's a reason why like From Software is seemingly the only one who can really nail it, you know, like Jedi Fallen Order is a great game, but I don't think it handled, uh, holds a candle next to, you know, Dark Souls or Bloodborne or anything like that. So I would be at least be interested to see their attempt at it. And I think uh Another company that bears mentioning is Sony, even though they're not going to be at E3 proper. Um, I do think we'll get some sort of maybe like video brief brief video pr- presentation from them, because I do think they've really gone the Nintendo route of just releasing, you know, uh, Sony state of place throughout the year and just sort of ignoring all major events. So we'll see like The Last of Us Remake. We'll see. I don't. I don't think we'll see that revealed until the HBO series is like imminently coming out. Oh, I really, really don't think we'll hear from Naughty Dog at all. Uh, be- especially because we just got a big update from Naughty Dog. They released a PS5 patch for The Last of Us Part Two, uh, so it runs at 60 now on PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't think we'll hear from Naughty Dog. I do think maybe we'll see a brief God of War teaser from Sony Santa Monica cuz I don't think that game's coming out this year maybe like a teaser for next year or something to give a teaser sweat, for Spider-Man 2 bite our appetites you know it's weird like i don't think so because i feel like Ratchet is in the spotlight right now but i don't know like i if we do get a teaser for Spider-Man 2 that would be absolutely wild just like considering what Insomniac like their sheer output, you know, like miles and then ratchet and then you already see gameplay of Spider-Man Two. That's just be like, I feel like that's just too much. I too mean, much, are those the same teams? Right? I know it's all Insomniac, but is that the same team? I don't I know. Don't think, I think. I think they're separate teams, but I, I, I imagine it's. I I do feel like it's just. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love it, but it just seems like too good to be true, right? Maybe. Yeah. The PS Five needs games though <laughs> like i mean i feel like it's getting games like especially it's doing a lot better than the ps4 was yeah right that's like, where i was going with that like it's doing a whole and, lot better than the ps4 but it, it doesn't take much i mean but certainly the games are coming we know like yeah you know the big you know and obviously horizon is probably going to come out later this year especially with that direct or state of play happening tomorrow uh very excited for that one but yeah, th- these are all known quantities, right? Like these are all sequels to things that we know exist. You know, God of War, Spider Man, Horizon. And we did get something new with Returnal, which I very much appreciated. But yeah, like, I saw I'm, some footage ke- of Returnal. That game looks amazing. It's it's great, dude. It's people are a bunch of babies playing that game. I tell you what, well, I see. Oh, us- well, that's every rogue like people yeah. are terrible at them. Yeah. um... But no, I, I am interested to see, because I did see a statement from Jim Ryan saying, like, like yes, we have, like, a bunch of, you know, sequels to our IP in the works, but we have just as many new IP in the works as well. So I, I'm excited to see some fresh new things from Sony as well. Even though I love the direction they went in uh, with PlayStation 4, I think if they introduce some new blood into that formula as well, I think they'll have a, a really good strategy. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, a uh, wild out there prediction. Maybe... Sony got their hands on Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid from Konami. They're making a Metal Gear game. Who knows? Do you think they'll be... talk PSVR2? PSVR2? Uh, no, I think that gets announced next year. Okay. I feel like is that my, gets announced I, next year like, and uh, yeah. I I think that Half-Life: Alex will be a launch title on PSVR2. That'd be interesting. I do think Sony will have some significant first-party support behind the PSVR2 launch. So what that means that's We'll see. Maybe like a like a dedicated Gran Turismo for PSVR2 launch. I could see something like that happening. Or maybe, you know, someone making a a first-person story-based game for PSVR much like, you know, like much like their traditional story-based games on PS4. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I do see them supporting it though, uh with at launch with a first-party game. But yeah, other than that, yeah sony yeah who knows they might not even say anything (laughs) over e3 like they're they're sort of just doing their own thing now but i think that that covers e3 in in the broad strokes at least and uh i'm sure as always we'll get some surprises and we'll we'll react afterwards to what we got right what we didn't get right and what we liked and didn't like but but yeah, overall, I think I'm excited to see E3 again, uh, even though it's in a very different capacity to what we're used to. It's just it's just a nice time of year if you're a fan of video games, I think. Yeah, I, I'll... I mean,
1: you know me. I'll probably watch the Nintendo one. The rest I'll probably watch the trailers for.
0: Yeah, I, I expect myself to at least watch Microsoft and Nintendo, uh, and then... I'll I'll certainly be paying attention to everything though. Just I'll be personally. keeping an eye on like social media during
1: them, so if something blows up, I'll I'll tune in. Yeah.
0: But yeah, exciting stuff. Any other thoughts, feelings on E3 for this year? I don't think so, Connor. No, I think uh, I think we covered everything. Okay. Uh, do we want to talk about what we're playing?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I've been kind of dying to talk about Subnautica again. Yeah, you mentioned you finally beat it. I did. I had to start completely over because I built a new PC, and the Epic Game Store apparently didn't do cloud saves for that game, which is infuriating. I don't think Epic has cloud saves. No, they do. They they definitely have them, because I kept them for some games, but yeah, I had to start Subnautica over, which was very frustrating because I don't find the beginning of that game very fun. Yeah. Uh, it was it was interesting the first time. I, I just am so conflicted with Subnautica. I don't think I could recommend that game to anybody. Um. Which sucks, because I think when Subnautica is good, it's
0: extremely good. Yeah, I'm interested to see why you say that, because Subnautica is definitely high on my, like, get to, like, I'm going to play it one day list. It it has, uh, like, a
1: 30-hour playtime, something like that. I think I beat it in somewhere between 26 and 30 hours. Ten of those hours are incredible, and 20 of them I hated every second of. Like... But I felt like I had to the the
0: moment-to-moment gameplay, right? It's a very exploration-based game, kind of like No Man's Sky. Yeah, exploration
1: is extremely good. Like, discovering a new area, exploring it, super fun. But eventually you get to a point where you're like, hey, like, I need to be able to craft this item that I haven't discovered yet, and there's no, there's zero guidance there. You're just stuck swimming around until you find that item or look up where to find that item. And there's nothing, and that happened to me twice in this playthrough. I needed a moon pool uh, to charge stuff, to charge my se- like to charge my submarine and my, you know, my submersibles, and then I needed um, uh, the last Cyclops part, which is the big submarine, and I couldn't find that anywhere, and I had to look that up because, weirdly enough. You So for the, to get the Cyclops, you have to find, I think, three parts of the Cyclops hull, the Cyclops engine, and the Cyclops bridge. I had found the bridge and the engine in one, like, both in one area. And so I'm looking around. I'm like, if those are both here, surely the, the hull is here, right? And I spent probably an hour and a half looking around for that before I finally looked it up. And no, the hull is found in a totally different biome. And so I had to swim over to that. That's and find, lame. It. Yeah, extremely lame. And, like, okay, so here's my thing. This is a f- solvable problem. Extremely, like design-wise, extremely easily solvable. Development time, eh, I don't know, but this was an early access game. You know, they had they had the money. They could have fixed this. The locations are nonsense. The locations you find an item have nothing nothing to do with that item, with one exception. You do find the prawn suit in the prawn suit bay on the Aurora, which makes sense. That is the only time in the entire game that they do that. that. Now, there are a couple of times where, like, you scan an item that is complete, not salvageable. Like, you you find a couple of bases and stuff scattered around, and you scan those, and you learn how to build the bases. That is, But those are, like, the only two things that are like that. Everything else, it's completely random where they decided to throw this salvage. And it's infuriating. Because, like, these these areas are extremely fun to explore for the first time but like once you've come to terms with them they're not challenging there's no interesting gameplay to it you're just swimming around scanning stuff and like the the lore is fun to read i think all the writing in this game is excellent and that's um, what kept me going
0: is there also a horror element to this game or am i thinking not intentionally
1: okay um if you have thalassophobia then yeah it's kind of scary it's a bunch of open water and there are uh things Leviathan-class life forms that you run into. And I think that is also when, ironically, when Subnautica is at its best. Uh, this was not really intended by the developers, but when you are, like, you know, pooping your pants, running away from one of these Leviathans or something, or, like, when something you need is in their territory and you have to go get it, that's extremely good early game. Once you get to mid-game, you unlock a couple of items that make Leviathans a little more than a nuisance, and they give that to you way quicker than they should and suddenly you just they're just kind of annoying to go past and they're not they're nothing and that uh-huh. that frustrates me and they also i don't know i expected the game to ramp up more than it did the you spend the entire game crafting the same things out of the same materials like the very last thing you build in the game is is the rocket to leave the planet and like it requires mostly the same resources you've been using the entire game. Uh, there there are no rare resources in Subnautica. They're all extremely abundant. And, like, it just takes a while to grab all of them. Like, I think, I think the idea was that it was supposed to be a victory lap. Like, you know where all these items are. You've been to all these biomes. You've explored them. But that was true, like, ten hours ago. Like, and yeah. it was making me, like... Like, I solved the interesting problem. The interesting problem is that there's this disease... And like you know learning about the learning about all this stuff about the planet and learning how to survive in this place and then like you solve that and you still have like 15 hours left or whatever like where you just have to finish the game and it's not fun anymore.
0: Yeah it's interesting hearing you talk about this it 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 screams to me that like this was like a lot of these problems seem like first game syndrome to me and I feel like Below Zero might shore up a lot of these problems <laughs> and be more... Biomorph- what I've heard is the opposite. Below Zero, okay. Below Zero abandoned
1: the entire horror element. They took that out. <laughs> oh, that's lame. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they didn't want to make a horror game. They wanted to make a survival game. And like... I mean, part the two me things are very
0: it, closely intertwined.
1: Well, well, part of me thinks that a lot of the reason I didn't like the parts of Subnautica I didn't like is because I'm not big on survival games. Like, I liked Valheim, but that's the only other one I've really played. And I think a lot of it is me wanting this game to be Outer Wilds because it and Outer Wilds have narratively a lot in common. And even mechanically, like you're watching your air the whole time you're playing Outer Wilds, stuff like that. Like you go out and explore, you go far away from your ship, but you need to come back to get air and stuff like and, and you know, they both have a little bit of terror in them. I wouldn't say there's any horror in Outer Wilds, but there's definitely some terror in.
0: Of the existential kind. Yeah, and like I just
1: I don't know. And like there's so like both of the end game things you do in Subnautica are literal fetch quests. Like it, it like they give you this thing that you they've been building up the whole game, the thing you have to do to cure the, the bacteria, and then it's literally like it's all right there and it takes you ten minutes to grab all the ingredients you need and then it's done. And it's kinda I don't know. And also, the last, like, the, the final area is really, it, it the final area is, like, the least scary area in the game. Like, you go down through this really cool, like, Tartarus-looking area, like, it, it really feels like you're descending into hell, kinda. And then you just descend into this real goofy lava place that's, like, not scary at all and has, like, the goofiest-looking Leviathan in the game. And it's not really scary. <laughs> And it's not, I don't know, that Leviathan never even attacked me. Not a single time. Like, it just kind of swam away, and I didn't worry about it. And uh, just kind of played the game. I, I, I feel like, Mike, you probably have something to say, because I think you like this game a lot more than I do.
2: I, mean, I, have, is... I think my difference here is that I didn't play it all at once. I played it gradually over its early access. Yeah. And I think that's how you should enjoy it. Like, Binging it all at once, you just get bored of the survival elements.
1: Yeah, I really did. Because I didn't even, like... I think part of it is that I didn't bother with a base, either. Like, my base was literally... I had a scanning room, which... Somehow, my last playthrough, I didn't even know scanner rooms existed. And having that in this playthrough was a godsend. Like, that makes the crafting way less tedious. And I was super grateful for that. But, like... I don't know. The the parts that were good were the exploration. I, di- I didn't really care... The base building I think could have been fun, but the inventory management aspect of that was really frustrating. I, I think the inventory system's pretty bad. And uh, you just kinda it takes a lot of ingredients to build a lot of base parts and like the payoff isn't great because like if you if you have a single grow bed growing marble marble melons, I think they're called, you'd never have to worry about food or water again. Like they grow fast enough that you just don't ever have to think about them again. Yeah. Um, my air tank was massive. I think I found, like, a... Uh, I didn't even craft my air tank. I found one in a, uh... What are they called? The things other players leave behind? Time capsules. And I think the time capsule system is pretty smart, but I found, like, a high-capacity air tank in that and never had to think about air again because I it was, like, the highest value one, and I just put that on. I don't think I ever crafted one. And, uh... That in a rebreather, and suddenly I never really thought about arrogant either. Um, I also think you you, you should save scum in this game. I think because uh, if you lose your cyclops with your prawn suit in it, you just lost like two hours of gameplay that you're gonna have to spend rebuilding it, and that's not fun. I that happened to me, and it like no part of rebuilding the prawn suit and the cyclops like I'd already done all that rebuilding. It wasn't very fun, and like. The penalty for losing your cyclops is way higher than the penalty for dying, which is really frustrating to me. And also, for the record, I didn't lose my cyclops because I ran into a leviathan. I lost my cyclops because a leviathan chased me into the ecological dead zone, which is off the map, and I didn't realize it. I, I just I got confused. My map awareness was gone. And I drifted down, and there's a Leviathan down in the uh, ecological dead zone. Because that's just the edge of the map, and you get, like, insta-killed if you go down there. Yeah. And so I couldn't even retrieve anything off of my Cyclops. Like, it was just gone. And I was extremely frustrated, and my last save had been three hours ago. So, I just... I don't know. I, I don't understand why this game is so well-liked, really. Or, I do. I understand perfectly well, because the the good parts of this game are, like, nine nine 9.5 out of 10. Like, if this game was 20 hours shorter and was only like the exploratory parts, then I would have paid whatever amount of money they wanted for it. And it would have been like a nine out of 10 for me. But because all the rest of the game is there, it drops to like a five or a six, I think.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's kind of disappointing to hear that uh, you've heard at least that below zero, the sequel suffers from a lot of the same issues. I mean, think- I
1: saw all the Leviathans in Below Zero, and they're not even trying to be scary. Like, the, Well, it's I, okay, out. so
0: uh, horror stuff aside, I'm talking about the bloat aspects. Do you think it's a more focused experience?
1: Uh, I don't know that, because yeah. all the people I've seen talking about Below Zero are huge fans of Subnautica as well.
0: So, Okay, so might be worth keeping an eye on Below Zero just to see if they address any of your issues. Well, but- it's out. Oh, yeah, I forgot it is out.
1: Yeah, I thought about picking it up because if it, you know, I was looking at reviews for it because I thought like if it did fix my issues, like if it was a less bloated game, I think I would like it more. But I saw that they actually took out all my favorite stuff, like they took out the Cyclops, which is my favorite vehicle to drive, and uh, most of what I saw was that like the biomes were smaller, the whole map was smaller, there was kind of less depth to it. I also, for a game that's all about going deeper and going deeper, I thought that the final depth of subnautica was not particularly impressive (laughs) like i didn't feel like i was that deep i I honestly think that they kind of got the biome order wrong i think uh the lost river should have been after the volcanic area in my opinion but that's neither here nor there
0: god are you talking about biomes and and volcanic areas just makes me want to play returnal again (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I really want to play Returnal. I wish I had a PS5. I right think now. I think you'd really enjoy it. I think I would too because I'm a huge roguelike fan. But yeah, that's just on that's, the that's off chance thing. that you'll play it someday. I recommend avoiding like boss fight footage because like some of those have are very yeah. special.
1: Okay. I've been avoiding it. Yeah, I, all I watched was Game Maker's Toolkit, and he didn't fight any of the bosses in his play. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, I uh, if you like survival games, you'll probably like Subnautica as a survival game with a story tacked onto the side. If you like Subnautica for the story you're probably you, you might enjoy the story but you're gonna have a bad time also i think i think another reason that it kind of needed all the bloat is because like i actually i watched joseph anderson's video about it and it kind of ruined the story for me because when how you long look was at, his
0: video just out of curiosity i believe it was an hour and a half
1: maybe two hours it's
0: kind of short for him okay
1: yeah but uh i watched his i i didn't watch it all at once i watched it over two days <laughs> but i uh I, I actually disagreed a lot with him. He actually liked the survival stuff more than the story. And uh, the more he talked, the less I liked the story, because he kind of pointed out a lot of really stupid parts about it. And uh, that made it less fun for me, too. So I, I think the story might not be as good if you could actually experience it all at once and like connect to the dots, which is a shame. But the writing, like the individual instance writing, like the characters in the game, are extremely well-written. I, I thought that that was super fun. The world building was really good. And I still, like, I did have a really good time for a decent amount of my playthrough, but it was the minority. Okay, so it sounds kind of like a mixed bag. It's a serious mixed bag. Yeah, it's like okay. a six, you know? But it, it, it has enough good that if you can put up with the bad, it might be worth it. Especially if you're somebody that has a lot of free time, it's worth playing. But if you're like me... It also
0: sounds like it depends on your preferences, right? If you're really into exploration-based gameplay, then maybe... It, you'd see it more favorably
1: yeah yeah
0: Yeah. it also kind of
1: was a little confused because like it it never really at the beginning of the game it kind of has you go in a bunch of different directions and it never gives you like any free time it like keeps giving you new objectives new places you need to go and visit and then all of a sudden that just goes away like they don't really i think those could have been spaced out a little better to give you more time to like set up your base at the beginning of the game. Because once you're in the late game, you're not really going to want to work on your base anymore. There's too much stuff to do, too many places to go. Yeah. And that, that's kind of counterintuitive to what I've been saying, because that actually would add more bloat. But like, it doesn't encourage random exploration at the beginning of the game, because they keep giving you waypoints to go to, and they suddenly drop those waypoints. And you're just left kind of wondering if you're going to get more, like, or where should I go? And I found that frustrating as well. But anyway, it's it's not a terrible game, but it... I don't know. I think I would have been... I kind of wish I'd never played it because I spent 30 hours on it and I felt like I had to finish it. I was not... there. The last four hours of Subnautica had nothing interesting for me. And I, I just felt like I needed to see the credits roll.
0: Yeah, I get that. Sometimes you you feel like you've just... Yeah, yeah I put so too much, much you, time into it. You should it. just get I over needed, with.
1: Yeah. Oh. But like building the rocket, I, they, that that whole part of the game just doesn't need to be there. Building the rocket at the end, it just felt completely superfluous. <laughs> it was a bunch of doing the same stuff you've already done and then the rocket flies away. The cutscene's not even that interesting.
0: So then it just makes me think, you know, for the sequel, you <laughs> crash on another aquatic planet or something. I don't know.
1: It's uh, Below Zero is the same planet. It's, uh, it's a prequel, I think.
0: Oh, okay.
2: No, uh below zero is a sequel
1: oh it is yeah it's same planet just on a different area of the planet yeah i know it was on like a polar ice cap but why wait how long into the future does it take place Uh, a couple years because like part of the canon of the first game is that there's like where you land is the only place on the planet that has any life Uh, i don't i think below zero takes place a little while after hold on it would have to be a pretty long time for life to, like, restore to a meaningful way on, on an entire planet. I don't know. They might just retcon it a bit. Yeah, they probably the retconned. Not, <laughs> the canon is not interesting enough to, to not retcon, in my opinion, so...
2: I mean, they retcon Below Zero's story. Really? Yeah, originally it had a story where you, like, had a had a base or something, and then you fell into a cave, and then it just kind of fixed it. hmm
0: okay well anyway mike what have you been uh playing
2: uh other than mass effect i started mass effect legendary edition finally but nice. uh i took a blast of the past and started playing two rock two again what? this what? is uh this, it's a shooter from 1998 uh two rock two uh seeds of evil okay Originally released on PC and N sixty four, and re released on PC in the last decade. I think I don't remember what date it re released, but God, is it fun? Like the movement feels good. Everything in that game just feels so fluid. And this is a shooter from nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> Dude, that was a kind of a shooter, like do? like yeah, golden age back then. Like it's remastered. I was running it in a 100- hundred. I was trying to run it on 144, but apparently it was locking itself to 60 for some reason, and I was unsure why. Maybe a restart would have fixed it, but I did not check it there. But it it runs really well. It looks okay for a game from 1998. If for a game that released on the
0: N64, <laughs> it's not bad. Ah, uh, so it was originally an N64 game. Interesting. Yeah.
1: It's got a lot of dedicated fans.
0: Yeah. Is it the one it's, with the dinosaurs?
1: Yes, it is the one with the dinosaurs. Okay. It's
2: the one with the... Wait uh, a minute. F-
0: yeah, I, I feel like I've seen Turok arcade machines around. Am I crazy? Is that a thing? I think uh, that's a thing. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. It also has one of my favorite weapons
2: in uh, FPS history. Which <laughs> the, is? Cere- the Cerebral Bore. what to it do? Oh, uh, well... It's gory um it it's a weapon that like you fire it tracks somebody's head and just digs in <laughs> yeah it's it's just over the top gore it's so out so it's there like
0: automatic headshot
2: more than that there's like this bloody animation as their brains are dug out or something it's really <laughs> it's really just over the top like it's so over the top you just can't help but find it campy at times, like shooting someone with a pistol will cause liters of blood to come out of them.
0: But I gotta say, this this just listening to it sounds a lot like Doom. Yeah, it's,
2: it's it has some Doom blood in it. There's also I mean a that was the age of
1: Quake and Doom. So yeah.
2: Like, yeah, There's a lot of levels are also a lot about collecting things or doing certain things or finding objectives. Like the first level has to save four children. Or And activate three distress beacons, plus the optimal optional uh, collection uh, collectibles, like the feathers and stuff. Plus, every time you collect a hundred of these, like, diamond coin things, he yells, I am Turok! And then you get an extra life.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> it sounds it's very 90s. It's so
2: awesome. You just hear it, and you're like, oh, this is great. Like, the gunplay feels good. For again, for a game from 1998, uh honestly, it's probably the best way to enjoy the game. It's crisp. You move quite quickly. It honestly, it feels like I'm playing Doom 2016, but this is again 1998. I would definitely with dinosaurs and with dinosaurs. I haven't gotten through the first couple levels yet. I know it gets a little confusing especially like I think layer the blind ones because some of the maps are labyrinths and they really require you to have either a keen sense of navigation or a strategy guide open. Like on my first run through the first map, I did not find all the objectives hmm. oh, of the first map. Yeah. Wow. The game yep. does provide you with, uh, the, well the remake provides you with heads up displays like little exclamation points where objectives are through walls when you're close. So it gets rid of a lot of the a lot of the tedium that the original game had. but it's still again a product of its time and the environments are confusing. Sounds kind of neat. That's about all I have to say about it. It's it's too rock. Just play it's it. I don't rock. even know how much it is. It's uh, it's 20 bucks. Well worth the 20 bucks. Nice.
0: Okay, so I've been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition, like, much like last week. Uh, I have completed Mass Effect 1. Actually, I've platinumed it, and I moved on to Mass Effect 2. I'm just digesting... Yeah, you These, I, I'm, these I'm just, are not like, short games, <laughs> These games, yeah. I, Mass Effect 1 took me 30 hours to beat, and I'm like 13-plus hours into Mass Effect 2. So, dude, it's crazy, actually, like... Ever since Returnal came out, I've just been like capital G gamer mode. Like I've been Yeah, I've been in a mood playing for playing so recently. many video yeah, I've games been digging into my backlog lately. Well, it's not even a backlog for me. Like I played Returnal and then the Mass Effect collection came out, so I'm going to play 1, 2, and 3. And then by the time that's done, Ratchet and Clank will come out, so I feel like I just have tons to play, new yeah. things to play, which is exciting. But yeah, Mass Effect, you know, it's 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 really crazy revisiting Mass Effect 2, which, you know, at the time was my favorite one, and I still think it is. I, I'd have to complete it to be sure. But, like, back in the day, I per- played Mass Effect 2 first. That was the first one I played. Then I went back to 1, and then played 3 when it came out. So, 2 was very much like an isolated thing for me when I first played it. But playing it now, like, for the first time, like, directly after 1, it's so interesting to see the jarring shift they took uh, in Mass Effect 2. Yeah, because in
1: the first one you're like a soldier, right? And then the second one you're like a. You work for
0: like a. a, Basically like a terrorist organization. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know if, Connor, you care about Mass Effect spoilers, but I kind of want to. Oh, I don't care. I'm never going to play these games. (laughs) Yeah, so at the end of Mass Effect 1, uh, so the overarching story of Mass Effect is stopping the Reapers, which is this sentient race of machines. Uh, that cleanses the galaxy of life every fifty thousand or so years right and you encounter a reaper called sovereign in the first game and the first game is all about like discovering what the reapers are and then stopping sovereign ultimately when it attacks the citadel very exciting very awesome sci-fi stuff and then coming off the end of the first one you're left with the impression that like okay The next game is probably going to be taking the fight to the Reapers, figuring out their weakness, like maybe an all out assault on the Reapers, like basically finding a way for humanity to survive. And two basically subverts all of that, right? Like Mass Effect two starts out, you're you're investigating like a signal in geth space, you know, following up on on threads that were introduced in Mass Effect one. And then suddenly you get attacked, your ship blows up. And you're dead. Like, you die, right? And then this organization called Cerberus, this pro-human organization called Cerberus, finds you. And over the course of two years, basically brings you back to life and puts you back together.
2: Mind you, Cerberus are the evil guys. They are not
0: good. Well, okay. After playing all three games, it's, it's evident that they are. But, like, two, keep in mind, I played two first, right? Two, to to me, like, Cerberus was the good guys to me, right? Like, I had no context, right? Like, they were the ones who saved me, and I was working for them for the entire game. So I figured, like, Cerberus was, you know... Cerberus were the ones in the right, and the Alliance was the one getting in my way. That was my perspective from just playing two, which which tells me that they did a really good job of, you know, characterizing Cerberus in this game. Because, you know, they actually... I, I believed it back in the day but you know obviously coming from one knowing what horrible things Cerberus is capable of doing and obviously after three seeing what ultimately happens with Cerberus um like I I, I know they're not they're not all good right now but it, it is interesting because like going into two you're, you were with the alliance for the entire first game suddenly you're at the beginning of two your ship blows up you get recruited by Cerberus and you just work with Cerberus for like the rest of the game and yeah. like the Reapers, like, basically don't even show up, right? Like, it it must have been, like, a very... I can't remember at the time if this was, like, a bold or controversial, like, direction to take the story because, like, it really didn't... It really, like, took a left turn from 1 and, like, held off on fulfilling a lot of what was set up in 1 in Mass Effect 3. I think Mass Effect 3, in a lot of ways, is more of a sequel to Mass Effect 1 than Mass Effect 2 is. But, yeah, like, I'm I'm... You know, 13 or so hours into the story, and the, the primary story of Mass Effect 2 is basically just recruiting a team for the ultimate mission at the end, right? And, um, and through that process, getting to know the characters in the world better. And I think that's why it really is my favorite of the three, because like I said last week, I think the strength of the Mass Effect games is their character and world. The story is, you know, all well and good. But, like, the character in the world is where this really shines. And Mass Effect 2 is all about that. You know, forming connections with your squadmates, doing their loyalty missions, recruiting new squadmates, and, and all that jazz. And then, ultimately, you know, when you go on the suicide mission at the end of the game, it makes it that much more impactful, because, like, all these people you spent the entire game making connection with, if you make the wrong call, they're, they're dead, you know, and they're going to be gone for the next game. So... I, I really think the way they handled Mass Effect 2 in 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 just building everything around the suicide mission at the end, the entire game is structured around that, uh, and and I think they really pulled it off because like when when you finally get there, the stakes are just so high because you know like you know this this is it you know like potentially like you if if you don't play your cards right during that last sequence, like literally everyone with you can die, and uh, they just won't be in Mass Effect 3. Which is, which is pretty wild, I think. Um, but yeah, Mass Effect 2, fantastic game. Going to continue playing it, hopefully uh, beat it here, and then move on to 3 before Ratchet and Clank comes out. And uh, that's what I've been playing. All right, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us in any podcast or service you use. And click the link in the description of this podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thank you, Connor and Mike. Yep. See you guys next week. Okay. See you next time.